0: hello and welcome to the june 2021 edition of the Xcoders community podcast i'm jared sorge and this month i'm joined by colin donnell how's it going colin
1: it's going pretty good how are you doing
0: i'm doing all right you're uh you're down there in portland now right
1: i am down here in portland i've been here uh what is it april or may i think i think i moved in the beginning of may so it's been mm-hmm. uh almost three months now you know i was happy i i used to live here uh you know, back in the, uh, several years ago. And I really liked it, but I ended up, you know, getting jobs in different places. So I bounced between Mm -hmm. San Francisco, then Seattle, then, and Seattle was cool. And San Francisco's (laughs) kind of cool too. Um, it's just very expensive and, uh, very expensive. And, uh, downtown is not my favorite. Um, and then Silicon Valley to work for Apple. And then, uh, I left Apple after two and a half years and I was like, here I am. I'm, I'm free. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm gonna work remotely, so let's go back to the place I liked the most.
0: That's cool. You were at Apple for you said two and a half years. What team? What team were you on?
1: Uh, so I moved down there from Seattle at the end of 2018 to work on the big reminders rewrite that we did for iOS 13. Uh, That's fun, I think was the one. Yeah. So I, I worked. Yeah, that on- sounds about right. Yeah, iOS 13. So I worked on that. It was a lot of work. Not every team uh i think at apple works that much all the time but like when we were trying to get that app out we i think you know it's 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 a big rewrite and also at the same time you have the issue of that like we you know there's like hundreds of millions of people that have this thing already sure and a lot of them use it um and so we also had to like you know, migrate everybody's data from CalDAV to iCloud, uh, and stuff like that. And, you know, and, uh, and we didn't lose anything as far as, you know, I I don't, you know, it was worked really well. Um, but like, you know, we had to do that and there was a ton of UI and, um, you know, people seem to like it though. So I guess it was worth it, but it it was a lot of work.
0: Were you on uh, more of the front end UI pieces or were you doing some of the data level or d- mm-hmm. was a team that size that you would do everything?
1: The team kind of varied in size. You have to remember it's not one app, it's three apps, right? Um, cause it's, uh, Mac, uh, I, you know, iOS and iPad, which are kind of the same app and, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and watch. So, it was, you know, it was really three apps. We were also, I didn't really work on this part barely, but, um, Although it would have been cool, too, because I'd be like one of the foremost experts now. Uh, <laughs> but we were actually uh, on the watch, like the first uh, kind of like, you know, bigger sort of app with like a real data model and everything um, to use Swift UI. Uh, mm. Before, you know, back when it was called. Um, now I don't remember if I'm allowed to share that. So, uh, so it was called when it was called something else.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So was that, that app was mostly written in Swift UI then, or did it use some Swift UI? Just the,
1: just the watch app, uh, just the the Mac. Yeah. The Mac and the, uh, iOS app were just regular, um, you know, regular old, uh, app kit and UI kit. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think before I got there, there might've been some talk about using, uh, catalyst before, but I think, you know, that was like pre-release. So like, uh reminders has a lot of text editing in it so i think it really Mm -hmm. wouldn't have been a good fit at that time because they really didn't have that figured out um you know so i'm really happy they went with AppKit because i uh it seems like catalyst has gotten better um but i think you know and a lot of apple's apps are moving to it uh which i have mixed feelings on but (laughs) um the uh I think it's gotten better and you could use it for more things now, but, you know, it was, I think it was not ready, you know, pre-release to, to have done that with. And, and I'm happy because the, you know, AppKit has everything you need, right? You can do anything.
0: Yeah, definitely. So let's go back in time a little bit. And I'm curious how you got into iOS programming in general.
1: Yeah. So I, uh, I started off, uh, that, you know, in high school, I, I, you know, I was in a band with my friends. And then after high school, I was still in a band with my friends and we did, you know, I, I do not want to imply that we were successful or had any monetary success whatsoever, (laughs) uh, because we were not, and Mm -hmm. I did not. Um, however, you know, we did make a couple of, uh, at the time CDs or albums, uh, as you might call them, you know, like pre, you know, iTunes, you know, it was like 2006 or whatever, um, to, you know. Uh, You know, 2004, 2006, maybe Mm -hmm. would have been the post high school pre band breaking up kind of thing. Um, You know, like, so iTunes existed, but it was sort of pre anybody can get their music easily on iTunes. Like, you know, like, I don't think all the like, uh, you know, now there's like services that will handle it for you and stuff or whatever. I don't know how Apple music works at all. But um, anyway, so I did that and the band broke up and I was like playing my own music and doing some shows and like not to imply it was like my job, like I also had like <laughs> jobs. Yeah. I was like driving auto parts around and stuff like that. Um, but you know, at night I was playing a lot of music and stuff and doing a lot of shows uh, around town. I was living in Sacramento by then. Uh, and then I ended up getting a job at the local guitar center. Uh, and you know, I ended up, uh, working in the pro audio department cause I'd have always been really into recording since I was like, you know. Uh, 15 or 16 you know i got i got into recording and like pro audio gear and like learning how to use a digital oh, nice. audio workstation and you know all of those kind of things uh you know so i got pretty good at pro tools and then i picked up logic logic was like inscrutable back then by the way <laughs> like, was that prior yeah,
0: to apple's acquisition of logic then
1: it was post acquisition pre making the app possible for humans to use <laughs> cuz they acquired it but then it didn't like I think it I think it changed a bit, but like it didn't change that much, right, for like a couple of versions. Um, you know, I don't know, it was like six or you know, logic seven or six or whatever. Mm-hmm. It didn't change that. I think eight is when they really started changing it. And then nine and ten, you know, is when it got like a lot better. Like I feel like now in ten, it's like if you start off in GarageBand, like it's a pretty it is a pretty uh even, it's a manageable you know, it is, transition. It is a pretty, yeah. is, Yeah, if you start off in GarageBand and you get to Logic and they even have like an easy mode in Logic that's like the GarageBand mode and you can like turn on the more advanced features as you go. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 it's great. And, um, you know, so it's really very, so it's a very, uh, it's a very easy transition now where at the time if somebody started in something else and then used that, it was like, you really needed to understand like, not just audio stuff, but like how this thing works um, mm-hmm. anyway. So I, so I was doing that. And because, so when I was working at guitar center, uh, the, you know, it's when I got my first Mac, a customer was like, had a dual 1.8 G five, uh, they were selling that never quite worked right. Uh, it replaced <laughs> the Ram. I don't think it fixed it, but it never quite worked right. It would, you know, panic sometimes, but you know, uh, I mm-hmm. wasn't making a lot of money. It's what I could afford. And, uh, I was just like using the different apps and stuff, uh, and things. And I was just like, these are so cool. Like this is so, you know, um, you know, like net newswire and Mars at it. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a million different apps that were available, uh, excuse me. Um, that were available at the time for the Mac. Like I think looking back at it now, uh, I don't know if people understood it then, but like, that like 2006 to like 2009 era of like Mac apps was like a real golden age. Like so good. Y- yeah. Like I wrote a blog post about like looking for a good text editor and like, you know, there's some good ones out there. Like Nova, I think is very promising. Uh, COT editor is another one that, um, I think could improve uh, a lot. You know, they could add more, you know, add more features over time. I think could really mm-hmm. get there. BB edits obviously great. Uh, you know, so there's some options for native texters, but I just feel like back then there were like, always like new things like that coming out. Like chocolate was coming out. TextMate was oh, being was actively so developed. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and that's just not the case anymore. I'm not some, you know, not just texters, but like a lot of things. And there are still people making great Mac apps, but I just feel like, um, you know, it's, it's different now, you know, with things like electron and all that stuff. Uh, you know, so that's. You know, so that that was just a time where I got really into all that stuff. And I'd I'd always done programming like for fun and like basic or C or whatever as a kid. Uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't very good at C, but I, you know, <laughs> I I picked it up a little bit. Um and I just decided I'm like, all right, I'm gonna like, you know, how do you make these? And so I went and bought the current version, I think it was the yellow one that maybe had a merig around on it or something, uh third edition of the you know, Aaron Hilligas. uh you know, programming for Mac OS 10 book and big then nerd I ranch. got, yeah, big nerd ranch. And yeah. then I got the, uh, you know, the current version pre objective C 2.0 of the book that was, I think it was Cochin maybe was the author, but it was the objective C book that was recommended at the time. Uh, and I got both of those and I read them and, uh, I kind of got it and then I read them again and then I got it a lot more. <laughs> uh, and then I just started like working on my own little Mac apps, um, you know, nothing I like put out there, but just things for fun. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing that for several months, maybe almost a year. And then uh, the iPhone SDK comes out and I, you know, I didn't have an iPhone at that time because, you know, they were expensive and I, you know, didn't have that kind of money. Uh, but the day it came out, I just, you know, I, I, I went down to the AT&T and and i am like, all right, what kind of like payment plan do you do this on? Yeah, you know, like <laughs> a three month thing or something. And you know, so I did that. I got the original iPhone, and um, you know, and just started figuring it out. And then uh, my friend Brian, uh, you know, knew I was into this, and he's like, "Hey, I saw this Craigslist post. They're looking for uh, interns uh, for this, you know, summer kind of, you know, three month internship for this place in Roseville, which is near Sacramento." Hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I didn't have a car or anything even then, and um, he uh, you know, but. Anyways, I went to the interview and he, it was, um, I think I was one, the only person who had an iPhone. And, uh, I was also just like, they want to hire one, like design intern and one development intern. And mm-hmm. also I was just so excited about like Mac apps and I had ideas for apps that you could do and like different things would be cool on the iPhone. And like the other people were like, you know, more like collegey people, you know, I didn't go to school for this or anything. And, um, the, uh. You know, the other people I think, you know, were here because it was like a job and an internship and that might be cool. But like, you know, they weren't like so like stoked on like this specific thing. And I, I was a hundred percent. Um and then so I spent the summer making a couple of different apps uh for, for for this uh company in Roseville. Uh my friend Brian, because I didn't have a car, uh just picked me up every day and, uh, in the morning and drove me, you know, the 30 minutes back and forth to work in his, uh, Tesla. Yeah. He's a, he's a, uh, he, he was a really, really good friend. And I, I, I wish I would have appreciated him more at the time. Uh, I should probably tell him that now, but, um, (laughs) you know, he was a really good friend. I couldn't have done, done it without him. And then, uh, you know, I did that internship, made, uh, some apps over the summer, um, you know, really just like learned a ton um about like i don't know how to make an app you know it was right. before the iphone sdk had come out so like you know figuring out like how do table views work how does uh you know how how does sqlite work because core data because core data oh, didn't yeah. exist on the iphone yet you know how do <laughs> all these different things work um you know and just figuring all of that out and uh you know so i, I learned a ton over the summer and then i got Maybe it was through Twitter or something. Uh, this guy named Michael Simmons, who uh, you know has been doing an app called Fantastical now for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, he had just uh, hooked up with a company called Cultured Code, who's in Germany, and they were making a to-do list app called Things. Yeah. And they wanted help uh, on their uh, iPhone app. And so he and i had gotten in touch and he'd been like hey here's their app you know they, they want some extra development help keep in mind i've been like professionally developing software for like three months at this point and this is like one of the top hundred apps on the iphone or whatever right, <laughs> right. Now. and he's just like you know do you know do you want to do it and i was like yeah and um and he's like cool can you fly to germany in like two days and so then I had, to, I had to drive from Sacramento or um, wherever I was, you know, living near Sacramento. Then I had to drive from there to San Francisco to get a passport. Cause I'd never had one before and then wait all day oh, to get man. it. Because if you're like in a super rush, at least at the time, you could like go in the morning and then pick it up in the afternoon. <laughs> so I just had to, you know, mess around in San Francisco all day. And, uh you know, and then floated, flew to Germany and then, um, you know, worked on, uh, I ended, I added the tags feature at that time to the iPhone app. That's uh, super cool. Yeah. And then, you know, so at this point I'm six months into my career maybe, but I've worked on this pretty popular app that a lot of Mm -hmm. people were using, especially, you know, at the time and I think still now, uh, you know, so I worked on that and then, um, I went back to work on my own apps. Uh, I published a kind of um, kind of like a little mini CRM app that I made. So at uh, at Guitar Center, actually, they had this thing. I forget what it was called. But I think it was called the card file, the card file. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go into the stores right now, they still have like this crazy green screen system. They just have it like <laughs> running under windows or whatever now. But it was basically something you do in this green screen system where it would be like, you know, when's the last time you talked to a customer? What did you talk about? When's the next time you want to talk to them, right? And, um, and basically I was like, this is really useful. So, uh, I made it for the iPhone. I called it like follow up or something. Uh, leads maybe. I, I don't know. It's one of those. I kind of <laughs> made this app. I kind of made this app two times. So I yeah. held it one of those, uh, you know, and then, um, you know, it was some people liked it and thought it was useful. Uh, you know, it, it crashed a couple of times for a couple of different reasons. Cause I, I was still learning how to program and I was using SQLite and it was, you know, a thing uh, at the time. <laughs> um you know, and I made that and then uh 360 so it had a lot of address book stuff in it. And then they were doing the for I found out they were doing the first 360 iDev conference, I think for my friend oh, Sahil, yeah. who I hadn't met yet uh in person, but uh, you know, he's he's another developer who's, you know, been doing this the same amount of time. And um my friend Sahil, I think, from online uh messaged me about this. And then, uh, you know, I just submitted a call, you know, in the call for paper, I was like, you know, using the address book, um, because it was like the one thing that I like it was, you know, it was all, I I think it might've been a C API all at the time. Right now they have the contact framework. I think it was all like a C API and it was very weird framework. Um, there's a lot of, super weird. Yeah. There's just a lot of stuff in there that isn't like anything else in that you use to make ios apps you know uh so i ended up you know going and uh you know doing a talk on that and uh it, it, it worked out pretty well you know so now i you know i've been programming and doing anything like this for i don't know set, you know eight nine months or whatever and uh you know i've worked on a top 100 app i've spoken at a conference <laughs> i've published my own app you know, so Jeez. now it's like people are like, "Oh, you're like a professional developer. Like you really, you know, you really know what's up, or whatever." And I'm like, "Obviously, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Nine Why not? In. Yeah. Um, and then I met a guy named Dave Howell uh, at 360. Who uh, I actually met two people. I met uh, Michael Pritchard and Dave Howell. Michael Pritchard was just a really cool guy. Um, who. Uh, was running a consulting company called Willow Tree Software, and basically he uh, gave me some work. So that mm-hmm. that was great because I needed it. Um, and uh, and so I was able, you know, get my first kind of consulting, contracting kind of position. And um, yeah, I worked on a few different apps for him, and that that was great. You know, and over that period of time, you know, I ended up just working on a million apps, like because they just had all these things. You know, mm-hmm. so I just worked on like you know dozens of things. Um. Oh, also, I also got a side, tr- a side contract at that time for an, just <laughs> through me for an app called Bands in Town that ended up, uh, it was a thing for finding local concerts uh, based on like the music you have in your music library. And mm-hmm. that ended up like kind of blowing up too. Uh, so that helped. You know, oh, I was dang. just getting very lucky this whole time, basically, is what I'm saying. Uh, you know, I was also working hard, but I was getting very lucky. And so, um,
0: I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Um as you're you're like fairly new in your career and yeah. you you like kind of happen into these these opportunities when you start getting like more like big using air quotes well known and like that you're kind of a big deal and you're like but and i know i'm only 9 months into this thing <laughs> what, how do you deal or did you deal with like the imposter syndrome and how did you handle that and how might you still handle something
1: like that well, here's the thing. (laughs) I was like 24. Imposter syndrome, just not an issue for me at that time. I, I would not say I was well known or anything. I would not, you know, I don't want to, you know, but I I was there, you know, in Mm -hmm. the beginning. I I met a lot of cool people who, you know, were well known that I'm still friends with. Uh, and, um, you know, (laughs) I guess there probably was some imposter syndrome. I know when I went to that first interview, I was like, oh my God, like, why would I get this? Like, it's a waste of time. They'd obviously hire somebody who like went to school for this, you know, but I ended up getting it. Um, So I I was wrong. Uh, Because just excitement counts for a lot, right? You always, I think you always just want to hire the person who like, is just clearly into it the most. Like you can, even if they, because they will be able to learn it, even if they don't know everything right away. And um you know, that's actually most of what I would look for interviewing somebody. It's just who's excited <laughs> and who I think's cool and who isn't like the same kind of person we already have on the team. So they have a different perspective. Um, and anyway, so where were we? Uh, imposter syndrome. So at that time, you know, I was just busy and it seemed like I think I was fortunate in that the one thing I had really managed to pick up in that first little period was I really got Objective-C memory management, you know, Mm. uh, early on. And I was pretty good at it. And that was a thing that people were really struggling with at the time, (laughs) was Mm -hmm. just understanding, like, retain, release, and when things are going to, you know, where you need to put it, and what kind of, you know, little rules you have to follow for yourself to, like, make sure you don't, make sure, you know, you don't mess it up. And um, that was very helpful because... I was able to do that, you know? Um, and also, I was just still so interested. So I was, you know, busy at the time, and uh, work was pretty stable. So I wasn't, like, too worried about that at the time. Uh, later on, you know, more so, <laughs> um, I would say. Um, but uh, I ended up... So I mentioned I also met this guy, Dave Howell, back, mm-hmm. at, um, back at 360. And he was running a company called Avatron Software in Portland. And, uh, they were making an app called AirSharing, which was also a pretty popular app at the time. It was a thing for like, you know, back then you didn't have you know, pre Dropbox pre any of that stuff by like yeah. a year or whatever. And so, uh, you know, you could take documents and put them on your iPhone. Like, can you imagine? Right. It was kind of <laughs> like the files app or whatever before that. I think that. I remember using
0: that app.
1: Oh yeah. It was great. Um, yeah. like 2009 or whatever it was, you know, it was great. And we, um, so we did that and uh you know i feel like after dropbox came out and stuff like that app was kind of um gonna be on the downswing uh because it's just like you know why would you drag you know why do you want a little web dev server or whatever on your uh on your iphone but that was a um you know that was a really good app that i got to work on and i learned a lot because uh dave was uh former apple Mm. and also um the guy who I would sort of consider one of my primary two like mentors in my career uh and who I really kind of feel like I owe a lot to, even if he won't admit it um is uh a guy named um Stephen woolgar or woolly uh geek on Twitter woolly is what people oh, call yeah. him yeah and he's uh he worked uh back in the nineties he worked at Apple on uh the Apple works, uh, Claris works and then Apple works, uh, apps. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then I work, um, actually when, uh, Steve came back and they like fired everybody who worked on, uh, Apple <laughs> works or whatever, basically, or all the Claris people or whatever, basically like, I think they, you know, they kept like maybe less than a hundred people and he was one of the people they kept.
0: Oh, um, nice.
1: I think there's also maybe a story where he actually made the last commit they ever made to Apple works. <laughs> <laughs> which is i think cool um that's cool yeah and so uh you know cuz clarice had such a cool history um clarice works and uh so you know he ended up working on i work and then he left to work with dave um and uh you know he just taught me so much uh, during my interview he asked me a question about uh the difference of like two different ways of writing a struct or something you know like a a cg you know cg size or something he he had like you know the constructor thing versus like doing it like, you know, with just brackets or whatever. And it was like, what's the difference between these? And I was basically like, I don't know. And then, (laughs) or I gave him an answer and it was just like wrong. And, um, and then he was like, and then I, he had a guitar in his office and then I was like, oh, that's, and I like, we started talking about guitar and we basically just talked about guitars for 45 minutes. (laughs) And then, uh, and then they made you know, when they took me to a, a cool restaurant here in town, uh, and, uh, you know maybe an offer um you know for like kind of a position there they were a really small company i was like the second or third and they they hired one other guy at the same time uh, named um dean and mm-hmm. uh you know they they hired us both at the same time and he you know he was obviously more he was more senior Not obviously you don't know him but um he was more senior and uh he's 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 wicked smart um And wicked, I'm I'm from Boston now. Um, (laughs) But uh, the, um, so yeah, basically Wooly taught me everything I know. Uh, This is how everything I knew at the time. And um, so then we ended up, Dean just had this idea when we saw the iPad was going to come out. He was like, you should be able to use this as a second screen for your computer. How would you do that? And so we were the, so then we he made basically a tech uh, demo for an app called air air display, Mm -hmm. um, app that became air display, which was kind of the, you know, on launch day, uh, sort of the first good app that could do that on the, on the original iPad hardware, mind you, which was like pretty slow. Right. Um, super slow. Yeah. So like we had our own, uh, you know, we had our own, um, what is it? Uh, you know, like video, um, format like a uh protocol we had our own mm-hmm. video streaming protocol uh that would do um you know that we wrote our own kernel extension i didn't i didn't write this dean wrote this uh, <laughs> we, we wrote a we, we wrote a kernel extension that was um basically a virtual display driver for the mac and then we also had something on windows i think it was actually easier on windows but i didn't really work on that part because i didn't work on that part um the uh you know that was like the server and basically it became a virtual uh display driver so that you would have a fake monitor on your computer which uh which, which there's a funny story about that I'll tell you but it was um the uh and then you know it would it would uh stream you know our custom video uh protocol our custom streaming protocol over to your iPad which had a client app
0: hmm. and
1: uh and 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 it just it just worked really well and people liked it it um so it would basically if it saw things weren't moving it would just send over you know like uncompressed you know uncompressed or very high quality jpeg and then uh we would track like if you were moving windows and stuff then we would start compressing that more and more you know more heavily so that uh we would just send like the we would just send like the uh you know the rectangles that needed to be updated um Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then we also, uh, didn't draw the mouse. So moving the mouse around, like, if you know, like in VNC or whatever, yeah. it will, um, if you move the mouse around, it'll like cause compression, mm-hmm. but we sent the mouse over that we just sent the position of the mouse and um. then we drew it. We sent the position and the, uh, you know, you could get like the image that was being used for the mouse at the time or whatever, uh, you know, on the computer. And so we just sent the image for the mouse in the position. And so, uh, we didn't have that problem. And ended up being very high performance compared to other things. And that app became really popular too. And uh, That's super it It's cool. a really good app. Yeah, it was a really cool app to work on. And uh, and and actually, I got to make one of the client apps for it basically all by myself, which was fun. Which mm-hmm. is somebody had the idea of like, what if you have an old iMac or whatever, something, you know, laying around. It could be the most unpower efficient uh, monitor in the world. Um, <laughs> and so I ended up making a... Uh, you know, a Mac app that, uh, you know, we sold through FastSpring, wherever, because the Mac app store didn't exist then. True. And, um, you know, and that became a, uh, you know, so that was the client app for the Mac. And what was fun about that, well, not fun, but instructive, was that it had to work on PowerPC. And that basically, I think air sharing up until that point had been written with, uh, no concept of indianness <laughs> hmm. if that makes sense so uh i had to you know learn about indianness and make sure that we were um you know cuz that was big indian versus small indian so it was uh w- was not going to work basically uh for our video protocol so i had to learn how to do wow. that and um yeah <laughs> so i had <laughs> to learn how to d- so i had to learn about that you know and make sure that um you know things were so we are just trans, you know, I think normally you, if you're doing stuff over sockets, you transfer it via, you know, you do like, it's like, what is it? It's like NTO, you know, it's like HTON is like host to, or, you know, it's like host to network or whatever. And then you, you know, network to host. And, um, you know, I think it transfers as big endian and then whatever. So there's sort of a standard way you do it. And we, mm-hmm. we didn't have any of that uh, in the, in the server or whatever. And so I had to figure all that out. And that, that was fun actually looking back on it because it was a thing that I would never do. You know, it was like a yeah, you know, socket programming and like working on Power P C and like it was very weird. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I also, you know, got to do um you know, install Sparkle and have an RSS feed that we edited by hand in B edit. And it was uh that, that that was really fun. So yeah, so I'm in Portland at this point. And uh, <laughs> I, I worked I worked there for a couple of years um and then uh you know i just felt like you know it's time to do something else you know basically mm-hmm. um and so i went and just started uh consulting uh, with um a guy named kyle richter who had a company at the time called uh dragonforged which ended up merging or becoming a company called martian craft now yeah, which yeah. is still around and uh you know i worked on some maps for, for them. Um, and and that was that was cool and uh you know i'm still friends they're 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 all great people mm-hmm. um and uh doing a lot more speaking at this time i really got into like the like ios conference circuit uh you know which was good for like just getting out there and like you know being a person like the
0: coco comp's heyday coco Com well, like, 360 pop-up, little pop-up yeah. conferences
1: yeah. All of those. Um, so I, I spoke at a bunch of those. I haven't really been doing that anymore, but I, at the time, I mean, not this year uh, for sure, right. but, um, the, uh, I ended up doing a, uh, a whole bunch of those. And, um, that was pretty, uh, that, that, that was helpful. And, um, now I was working on contracting, which the good thing about contracting is that you, I had to get pretty good at programming really over this whole time, fairly, Quickly, because I was working on a lot of apps that uh you know were written by other people, you know, and then we kind of got called in to like fix them, you know, like <laughs> like you're seeing pulp fiction, like the wolf, right, you know what I mean, yeah. like uh you know, after they shoot the you know right. guy in the head, <laughs> you know and they need to call in the wolf to clean it up, like <laughs> kind of ended up like fulfilling that role of like, oh, the people here didn't. Put any retain release stuff you know didn't put any of the releases in um mm-hmm. or uh you know or they're doing this crazy thing with like wanting to be able to upload you know terabytes of data from this uh you know terabytes of uh photos and not have the app beach ball at all and um you know import them you know uh import terabytes of photos into this mac app and not have it beach ball at all and they have no scheme at all whatsoever for like threading that or doing, a, you know, so I had to learn how to use semaphores, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. So I could do it on the background and then also, um, you know, gate it a little bit, you know, cause doing everything all at once, that was a fun one as a photo importing app. Um, and I remember at the time, you know, they, they sent me a hard drive cause it, they wanted to be like, we want to be able to import like a terabyte of data or hundreds of gigabytes <laughs> and not have it a uh, beach ball or do anything and I ended up getting it to work you know with you know learning about background tasks and semaphores and all this stuff and um and then basically it uh you know and so I got at the point where it did that and then they were like well could it be faster I'm like no like that that's it like it's the network right (laughs) and they're like what happens if you you know if you drag the if you drag on to iPhoto and I was like I tried it and I'm like well a beach ball comes up and then it crashes so I think we're done yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, it works better than iPhoto. I think we're done. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so anyway, um, so I was doing all of that, living in Portland, uh biking a lot, uh, doing just you know, I ended up doing different consulting for different companies. Um, and then ended up having a startup to make an email app for a few months uh that didn't really go anywhere, but it was, you know, a learning thing. That was around the time iOS 7 came out uh so all the mm-hmm. ui stuff changed
0: yeah, oh yeah. before
1: that i had an app i should mention i had an app called uh pinboard which was uh a client app for um a client app for the uh or no was it was it called Pin pinbook pinboard? it was, yeah it was called pinbook it was a client app for the pinboard uh service yeah yeah and um the thing about the pinboard service was that people would have like hundreds of thousands of bookmarks in it And because they would just like connect it to things like and, it you know, they could connect through IFTT and they'd just be like, I'm going to save every link on the Internet for some reason, (laughs) basically. So they'd have like a couple hundred thousand in there or something. And um, sort of similar to the Photos app, uh, other, you know, know, there's maybe one other app at the time that that, that worked with this. And if you had a big thing, it would freeze and then crash. Um, And so I uh you know because i had worked on a lot of performance stuff at that point yeah i'm like 2 years into my career but i've worked on a lot of performance stuff in that second year um i was able to um you know i was able to make it very performant uh mm-hmm. by you know using an operation queue in the background and doing a lot of tricks with core data you know at the time it's a little easier probably now cuz of better apis but at the time you know there was a lot of like i'm going to get everything as a dictionary and then like uh you know, to get like the keys and then compare like the things I've already seen versus the air. Because uh, I should mention, Pinboard's API was still based on like the Delicious API from like way right, back when. Right. So it's all XML. Uh, I think they the I I something. Like. Yeah,
0: I remember using that app and being super impressed with its performance. And I can't believe you did that all in core data, especially like after uh, I remember reading Brent Brent Simmons's blog posts about using core data in NetNewsWire newswire. And then he had a customer who sent them. Uh, send them to their database, had like 100,000 feeds or something. It was like totally terrible performance because everything would get read into memory and like all the the reasons why he decided not to go with core data. Um, that yeah. you were able to get that done uh, on your end with core data. It was pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, and it was totally valid reasons. And I'm definitely not a better programmer than Brent. Uh, no, no, no. By any stretch. <laughs> but uh, I think the reason, especially for him, that it was hard was because he wanted to have a lot of... Uh, he wanted to have big rights, and I think at mm-hmm. the time, they didn't really have any way to do, you know, you had to load everything into memory and then do it one at a time back then. Yeah, the mark always so, read problem. Yeah. So there was no, and then you had to merge it back to the main thread, which is, you know, uh, a thing too. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he had a lot of rights, and I had a lot of, or he had a lot of, well, I had a lot of rights too. You know, I don't remember what the difference was. Um, <laughs> he wanted to be able to delete a lot of things. I I had a lot of inserts and he had a lot of like updating things I think so I could just kind of do it all in the background and then show it to you all at once and I don't know his was different somehow yeah um anyway I was able to figure that out uh and um yeah and basically performance was what people liked about it because it's the only app for that that had any good performance mm-hmm. uh and um and that ended up doing pretty well like paid my rent for a couple months and then kind of fell off as you know apps do sometimes. And, uh, but that was really helpful to have an app that had been like semi-popular for a minute and like people, you know, got written about on Mac stories and stuff and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. So that was pretty helpful. And then, um, you know, I got a chance to go, um, work for a company, make a startup making a rental app in San Francisco called lovely. Uh, that was a cool app, more performance stuff, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, I wrote that app way back then. They stopped updating it because the company kind of got shut down, but it's still there. And right today, still, I think, performs better than any of the other apartment looking <laughs> apps because I did a bunch of crazy stuff we don't need to go into right now because um, it'll take more time. Yeah. And, uh, and then I worked for another company called Storyworth, which is like a thing for collecting family stories. And then, uh, you know, and then we're in you know, 2017, I ended up working uh, for a speaker company called Sonos which, mm-hmm. uh, that's what got you I also, to Seattle, right? it got me to Seattle. And then, um, I, uh, you know, I, I worked there and that, that was, that was cool. We were in a really cool building. I lived in Capitol Hill, like right across from the office, which is very convenient because I'm kind of a late sleeper. And so I could like <laughs> wake up, you know, if I was supposed to be there at like 10 or whatever, I could wake up at like nine fifty three and like do the morning stand up and then like, you know, walk in like a couple minutes later or whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and half the team or at least was in Boston. So I got to go out to the Boston office a couple of times. which was pretty fun. And, uh, you know, and then at the, you know, and then we're back to Apple and I worked at Apple. Wow. We've come full circle. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm doing, I'm working for a consulting company that's, uh, full of really cool people. Um, uh, called Mercury and work on a bunch of different apps and they're, they're all oh, really nice. cool, really, really smart men and women, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I'm working with a consulting company and I'm working on my own project. Something I've been doing lately is um I decided I wanted to learn uh web development also. I love learning. Um I decided I wanted to learn web development. I'd played with Django before and Python a lot mm-hmm. in the past. Like yeah. for years. And I never got very good at it. Um but uh I think I finally I was like, you know what, I'm gonna you know, I know it's not as like cool as it used to be or whatever. But that doesn't actually matter if it's just me making it. I decided to check out uh, Ruby on Rails. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just, here's the thing is that I, I did not know. If you know Objective C, Ruby is really straightforward for you. Because <laughs> the, I think a lot of times when people talk about like Ruby magic and stuff, it's just that they don't know how message passing and like dynamic dispatch and that stuff works. I've like, heard that
0: before. That's all the, it is. The places where I've stumbled when doing Ruby kind of things is like the, there's not a place where I where I can declare my properties other than like in an initializer, which always felt weird yeah. to me. And so it's yeah. like I stumble on some of the syntax bits, I think yeah. more than than like the conceptual pieces. Mm-hmm. But I can to, I can totally see uh, how it is more like object to see than other other those like web languages that that people deal with.
1: Yeah, and also I think that uh, you know, pi- Python, you know, and a lot of people like it. I'm not going to, you know, it's a, it's a good language. Mm-hmm. But uh for me, it, yeah, it felt a lot more static. Uh I guess not static, but like a much, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um you couldn't do all that, you know, that stuff didn't exist in it. Um and uh I think the other thing is that Ruby weirdly because people like Python because it seems so easy when you start. But the thing is, is I don't think that you should optimize for how easy a programming language is in the first month. Like, that's really not very relevant to what you're going to do with it. And the thing about Ruby is, is that it's actually like, was a lot more consistent for me. Mm -hmm. Like, there were like, you know, like three different kinds of strings in Python that and like (laughs) a bunch of different ways to do format strings. And like, yeah, I never really understood what the difference was. I never really understood, like, how to declare, like, there's, like, different ways to declare setters and getters and properties in Python. I never really understood, like, when or why you use one versus another. You know what I mean? It just seemed like it had a lot more, like, cruft, cruft in it. Mm-hmm. And, like, Ruby just seemed like there wasn't... I had to learn that, like, they use symbols more and stuff. But, like, you know, there's, like, four that they use or something. Yeah, And, you know, so they're all over the place. But like, um, not symbols, you might mean like character symbols. Um, There's also something called symbols in Ruby, which is a cool feature. Um, uh, And um, the, uh, yeah, there wasn't really that much I had to remember after learning that. And I mean, I have a long way to go to get better at Ruby. But, you know, I'm at the point now where like, I never really figured out Django completely. I could do some things in it. You know, but I'm at the point now where like, you know, I can make a little Sinatra app that actually does something. And, uh, you know, and put it on the web. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I deployed a, you know, I was able to deploy a basic Rails app to my own server and have it work. Um, and so, you know, I'm sort of, uh, what's the word? The only thing I don't like about it is that I am, was not a fan of what happened at Basecamp a couple months ago. And yeah. I sort of feel like the only problem, the only problem I really have with Rails is that, uh you know, DHH owns the trademark of Ruby on rails and I don't mm-hmm. think he's ever going to go away. Yeah. And you know, the thing that's, the thing that's upsetting sometimes about people is that they can be both brilliant and also the worst. Uh, <laughs> and he seems to really be one of those. Um, as far as I can tell, um, you know, and that he did create this thing and it is really great. Um, he's obviously a smart guy, but he's also seems like kind of the worst in a lot of ways. Um, and, uh, you know, so that that's like kind of the thing that, but I like it so much, and I'm, you know, I like it so much, and it's been so much more productive for me than anything else I've tried on the web. That I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna do this. Like, it's fine, you know. Yeah. So that that is my life.
0: I would love to have you back on the show some other time. And yeah, we can, let's let's we can keep going. Let's do
1: it. Ag- yeah, let's do it again and like talk about programming. You know, definitely. it's like we didn't really do that. We just talked about me. I- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you next month.